We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. We're discussing how well or how poorly St. Louis area drivers do in bad weather. This as a wintry storm is forecast for the weekend, while the horror show of last week's storm has stranded drivers is still fresh in our memories. Joining me in studio to talk about it all are Kent Flake, Commissioner of Streets for the City of St. Louis, and Mike Wright is Vice President of Public Affairs for the AAA Auto Club of Missouri. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Good Thank afternoon. Kent, especially you, because I'm sure it's a busy day for you as you prepare for what's coming. What is coming as far as you know? That's a good question. Uh, following a forecast is always entertaining. But uh sounds like 2 to 3 inches starting around 7 p.m. to about 2 p.m. or 7 a.m. to about 2 p.m. So how are you getting ready uh, here in the city for, for that? Uh, for this storm, we can't do much. Uh, typically, we go out and pre-treat. Uh, with all the rain, I can put pre-treat out there. It's just going to go down the drain. So that'd be kind of silly. Uh, so we're just preparing our trucks and probably going to come in tomorrow morning. Well, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed and hope we don't get anything near like what we had uh, last <laughs> week. And speaking of last week, uh, Mike Wright, um, there were a lot of comments made then, as has been the case in the past, about how well we do in, in bad weather, particularly snow, but also in rain. They say St. Louis drivers are not very good at it. Well, I don't know that I could uh, say that, uh, agree with that. We have nothing to compare them to. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, we don't get a lot of practice with driving in the snow in the St. Louis area. Uh, you know, the storm that we experienced last Friday, we haven't seen that kind of storm probably in a decade, if not more. And people are not used to driving in snow, and they, they, they forget that they have to change their mindset and get off of the uh, automatic pilot and take into consideration things that they just assume automatically. Uh, Kent, do you buy it that uh, particularly out-of-town people when they come in and they are confronted with a storm of some sort or another say, what is wrong with us St. Louis drivers? you buy that? Somewhat. Uh, <laughs> from what I see, I think the biggest thing is, is I think St. Louis drivers drive the same whether it's sunny in 70. Well, Maybe not sunny because we don't always drive well in the sun either. But uh, whether it's it's nice and 70 or, or, or rainy or snowy, I think a lot of people just assume that they can always go do whatever they always wanted to do. So that that's the big mistake that uh, we make. It's right? the big mistake I see. What do you think about that, Mike? Well, it's probably uh, certainly true. Uh, people uh, don't do the necessary planning. Uh, to uh, anticipate uh, the kind of problems they're going to have when the roadway is slick or snow-covered. Uh, a 20-minute commute could easily turn into a two-hour commute or a 10-hour nightmare. And if you can avoid being out in it, certainly do that. If you can adjust your plans, uh, make sure that uh, if that's available, you take advantage of it. Look for the weather forecast. Uh, some of the uh, your your driving habits have to change. I mean, you know, if if you live in an area that has hills, you're going to notice those hills, uh, whereas uh, they're unconscious to you under normal situations. Kent, you know, it, it seems given what Mike just said here, it, it seems to me that a lot of people may be saying, "Well, we're going to get a little bit of snow. We normally don't get much here." 
oftentimes the weather forecasters are wrong about what we're going to get. I'll just go on out and uh, and deal with it. You seeing that? I think that's very true. It's uh, people's very used to it in the city, probably everywhere actually. That you know. The snow forecast is 10 inches. We're probably only going to get two, so I'm not going to worry about it. You haven't had to deal. You've been on your job and your job now for 10 years. You haven't had to deal with a whole lot of snow in 10 years, have you? Uh, Not too much. We had one in 2010. I don't remember the size of that one. Uh, The most memorable for me is uh, January 14. I forget what the snow total was, but the total wasn't the problem. It was the fact that it was single-digit temps for probably a week after that. Well, there's another, Mike, there's another uh, element, uh, to, uh, pardon the pun, to bring into the conversation. That is that it's not only snow on the ground or rain, it's low temperatures can uh, be a problem, too, for drivers, particularly if it's stranded. No question about it. Uh, you know, we were fortunate in the storm last Friday that temperatures were in pretty good shape. Uh, we weren't seeing single-digit or even teens at that time. But the storm that's coming uh, is going to be accompanied by uh, relatively low uh, temperatures somewhere in the teens, if not lower. And that presents some serious problems that you have to be prepared for if indeed your vehicle is broke down or you do run off the road. You're going to be there for a while and you're going to have to stay warm. And you need to have some uh, material in your vehicle in the form of additional clothing and or blankets to keep yourself warm. What kind of a weekend did AAA have last weekend? It was very busy last weekend. Uh, we did probably uh, well over a thousand what we call extrications uh, from people who would ran off the roadway and we go out with a, a winch and pull them off of the ditch or off of the, uh, you know, if they drove off the driveway and so forth. That was uh, the predominant call that we have. This storm that we're looking at coming uh, tomorrow, we're probably going to see more calls for dead batteries than what we saw last last week. Because of the temperatures. The temperature is going to play havoc with, with batteries. So if you haven't had a new battery in your vehicle in the last three years, uh, this weekend might be a good a time to uh, invest in a new battery. Does your department, Kent, get into this uh, business at all of helping drivers if they are stranded or stuck somehow? We don't officially get into it, but uh, we, we do have drivers. If they see somebody stranded, it's some, something easy that we can push them through, a small snow drift or whatever, we will, we will help. And I, I'm sure that happens more, more often than not. With regard to the to- low temperatures that, uh, that Mike was discussing, that's going to be happening on Sunday, from what I understand it, after the snow. Uh, that can be worse than, uh, than the snow itself because of icing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks like what 36-degree temperature at midnight tonight, dropping to, to low teens by midnight Saturday night, and uh, staying pretty cool through Sunday, Monday. And uh, it doesn't really seem like much of this, this snow is going to be a big deal, but it, it is going to refreeze at some point. We're going to have a ton of moisture out there between all the rain and the snow, and we're definitely going to have to pre-treat or treat that. So you guys are going to be busy all weekend. You're going to have to probably go out again, do you think, uh, after the snow falls? We will probably treat for it uh, immediately following the snow call or the snowfall. Uh, we'll probably be out early in the morning doing our thing and then uh we'll make sure we put it to bed probably four or five six o'clock tomorrow evening and we'll probably put a shot of salt down on everything well what is your best advice to drivers uh, as we approach whatever is coming this weekend <clears throat> it's pretty much always the same thing you know drive slow be safe keep your eyes open drive to the best of your ability mm-hmm. uh, one of the big things i always see though out there is 
We run city tow also. And big thing I see is tires. It's a lot of these cars that get put, or stuck on the side of the road and haven't had tires replaced in five years, you know, and that's always a problem. That's a big mistake. <laughs> Batteries, tires, have some warm clothes in the, in the trunk of the car just in case you might need them. You know, I'm going to ask our listeners if they want to get into the conversation. We have much to talk about, but if they want to get into the uh, conversation with comments about maybe experiences they've had or maybe advice as well, give us a call at 382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Send us an email to talk at ST, uh, stlpublicradio.org, or you can send us a tweet at STL on air. I, have, I haven't read this yet, but Mario, one of our listeners, writes that driving in snow is not that hard. He says, I've driven all over the world. It's profoundly loathsome to drive in St. Louis when it snows. I know some of these people are driving that way because they are being safe when what they are doing is impeding traffic. You can drive slower where there is more snow and be safe while letting people pass. Something to learn, uh, Mike Wright. Well, <laughs> the more experienced drivers can deal with snow much uh, more readily than the inexperienced drivers. And it sounds like this uh, caller indeed has uh, had experienced uh, in the snow. So, uh, there's an awful lot of people out there that have never driven in the snow. Every year we get about, you know, 100,000 new drivers on the road. They've never experienced snow. And if we have a snowstorm every 10 years, you're talking about almost a million people mm-hmm. who in the St. Louis area who have not ever experienced driving in the snow. Why do so many people drive off the road, skid off the road, if you will? Well, they're probably going too fast for one thing. Uh, they may hit a, a patch of ice under the snow. If they're turning the wheel, for example, around the curve, uh, the tendency of the vehicle is to go straight uh, is because they don't have the traction between the tire and the roadway uh, that they would normally have. And that oftentimes they overbrake and cause a, cause a skid. How about your drivers, Kent? I mean, you're not dealing with much snow over the 10 years, as we've just mentioned. How, how experienced and how well do they drive in the snow? It's a very good question. Uh, we have a ton of turnover in the city in general. Uh, probably over half my snow force is brand new. Not necessarily brand new, but brand new to this position. And uh, so it's always a learning process. And it's it's really easy to go out and train when it's sunny and 70. But it's nothing compared to putting the plow down and uh, actually dropping salt and actually making sure you're putting down salt. Uh, so... It's always a training experience. I mean, our trucks handle pretty well, and uh, the big plow in the front works as a really good brake. It's got to be on-the-job training because when it's snowing and the conditions are such as we've described here, they're working. They uh, don't have time for training. That's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, let's take a call or two. We've got some people who have some comments, not surprisingly. Uh, we'll start with Ann, who is uh, calling from St. Louis. Ann, you're on the line. Go ahead. I'm from the north, and we've driven a lot in bad weather, and you never go without um, blankets, and just uh, one blanket probably won't do if you're in below, you know, freezing temperatures for any length of time. The other thing is a full tank of gas. Uh, If you get stuck in traffic even, um, you're going to have to use your motor to keep warm. And if you don't have a full tank of gas, you're going to be up a creek. Actually, you're going to be frozen. <laughs> you might and be in the creek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, also, if it's if you're in heavy snow, uh, there is a danger of, and I don't know if this is true, 
but there has been the story of people being suffocated because their tailpipes get blocked off. I don't know if that's true or not, but to keep the tailpipe clear. And I think, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, that was it. Okay, well, thank you for the call. Mike, you're nodding. That uh, tailpipe thing can be a problem if you uh, oh, no back, question back into it. a yeah. bank or something. Yeah. In fact, that's good advice to have a full tank of gasoline, obviously, uh, because you don't know how long you might be at the side of the road if you're involved either in an accident or there's an accident ahead and they shut the highway down for some reason. Uh, you're going to really need a full tank of gas or at least a half a tank uh, to keep you warm. Is, is there a rule of thumb? I mean, should you in, in, in wintertime uh, be thinking about filling up your tank when you get to half a tank just because of that? I would say if there's a storm coming, it would it'd be good advice to maintain a half a tank of gas. And when it gets below that, certainly uh, fill it up. Kent, any thoughts on, on that? I mean, that seems like pretty good advice. Sounds like very good logic. Yeah. Where are you, by the way, uh, it, it now in prioritizing uh, the streets that you're going to be uh, clearing first in, as we await this storm? <laughs> We have a, a map on our website. We, we do 450 miles out of the 1,100 miles of road in the city. Uh, our first priority, obviously, are your major streets, your Kings Highway, your Union, Page, Broadway, that kind of stuff. Then we work down to some of the smaller ones, such as your your Compton, Spring, et cetera. Then after that, we go down to what we call the hill routes, which is anything or any street with a uh, – a grade of greater than 8.3%. Um, sounds very sophisticated. It's not that sophisticated. But uh, so we work, that's how we work our way down through our priorities. Well, I hate to even bring this up, but you know as well <laughs> as I do that a lot of people probably give your office a call because my street hasn't been done. Why not? I knew this was going to come up today. Sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so we have 600, if we have 450 miles we do, we get 650 we don't do. Mm. Uh, we do go back to those depending on how long the storm is based on Citizen Service Bureau complaints that's put into uh, the city's office that takes all our complaints, and we will go visit each one of those locations. Uh, as far as the rest of them, there are or there have been talks about having procedures to go into other side streets. Uh, the weird thing with this last storm was... It was predicted that it was going to be 36 the next day, 37 the day after that, and 48 on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Of course, that didn't happen. So yeah. if, it would have, if we would have known it was going to be cold or under 32 for three, four days, we would have probably changed our outlook on that. Uh -huh. How about alleys? Alleys are only plowed if the refuse truck cannot make it down the alleyway. So it's, it's not the homeowner. It's the, it's the, the garbage truck. Huh? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I get that. you got to sure. pick up garbage. Sure. I, I understand that. Let's take another call. We're bringing Margot calling from St. Louis. Margot, thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Hi. I have one more suggestion for people on the roads is that they have more than one gear, even in an automatic. And to even to get up these little bitty hills, sometimes you have to drop it in the second or even in the first. And last week, people were honking at me because... My car wasn't making it up this incline on Lee May Ferry, so I moved it over off of the ice on the road to snow so my tires would grip. And the guy behind me was mad because I wasn't going fast enough in that lane. 
All right. Well, that, th- are you finished? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for the call. What do you think, Mike? Well, I think she did the right thing. Uh, she got some traction with the snow as opposed to uh, spinning her wheels on ice. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't do shifting very well these days, and modern-day cars are, are not given to doing a lot of shifting. Yeah. So anticipate the hills is the best advice I can give. Get a running start if it's available and keep going. Well, you know, we talked a little while ago about uh, one of the problems is people driving too fast under conditions like this. What about driving too slowly? Too slowly can cause you uh, some serious concerns, particularly if you're in a hilly area. If you're not going down the hill uh, at a sufficient speed to get up the next one, you're not going to make it. You're just going to spin out. So you have to adjust your speed going both downhill as well as going uphill. One, one of the things that, uh, that is also a problem, Ken, this isn't in your bailiwick, but it's an interesting observation from one of, our, uh, one of our listeners. What about pedestrians out there? Some of the sidewalks and intersections were pretty awful in recent days, and you can get hurt trying to walk on those sidewalks. Any thoughts? Well, we have, we have ordinance that says you're supposed to clean your sidewalks. Uh, there's not much enforcement of that ordinance or any. Uh, we actually go through the business districts to inspect those. So anything downtown, like the Grand, well, South Grand Business District and the current business district here where we are. And uh, we also do it up around BJC and the other hospitals. Mm-hmm. So we go through and at least make sure the wheelchair ramps are cleaned off and at least the beginning of pedestrian traffic can start. Um, but as far as cleaning off a business's front steps or uh, a, a resident, they're, they're required to do that. I get it. Okay, Mike, back to you. Uh, I asked uh, Ken a little while ago about what preparations he's making right now for what's coming this weekend. What about AAA? Uh, AAA is uh, prepared for just about anything. Uh, last weekend, for example, we put uh, some of our call takers up in hotels on uh, on Friday nights in anticipation of their having difficulty getting in Saturday. In addition to that, we uh, have a lot of our uh, call takers that work from home, so they don't even have to com- commute in order to take roadside assistance calls. In addition to that, we have our own fleet of vehicles that uh, we're pairing, preparing uh, and getting the necessary drivers uh, aligned mm-hmm. to, uh, to work uh, appropriate shifts. So it's a lot of pre-planning and a lot, of, uh, a lot yes. of getting ready, and all that's happening now. When do you start? When do you start that uh, kind of prep? This forecast has been in the works now for a couple of days. Well, we really start uh, as winter starts. Uh, we were well prepared for the uh, storm that we had last week, and we continued pretty much throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people who ran off the road, uh, they abandoned their vehicle, for example, on Friday or Saturday, and they got mm-hmm. to it on Monday or Tuesday to get it out of there and get it to a repair facility. Mm-hmm. So we've been busy ever since. Mm-hmm. MoDOT was criticized uh, the last weekend because of the, the highway situation the number of people stranded. But that's really not MoDOT's fault, is it? I mean, you can't, you can't plow when there's a bunch of cars standing in the way. That, that is a huge problem. And, uh, you know, media, everybody said, hey, well, let's back this up a little bit. Originally, the snow was supposed to come in after 6 p.m. Then I think within 12, 24 hours in advance of that, then they bumped it up to about noon. So I think all the employers out there said, well, we're going to be smart. We're going to get people out here at 12 or 1. Well, the snow started falling at 1.30. So 
if you can't get out there, it's hard to, to, to fix and, and keep yeah. things moving. What, what are the kinds of ordinances are out there? You mentioned the, the sidewalk, and we're required to keep them clean. Uh, what other ordinances are out there that people may not know about that they should? Oh, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but we, we got plenty of ordinances out there. <laughs> Many of them most people don't know about. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, go back to our listeners. Bill had just sent this in an email. He writes, a serious problem is drivers who do not use headlights when it's snowing or raining during the daytime. Dark colored cars can be almost invisible during a storm. I've talked to someone who said they had no idea the headlights are required by law when windshield wipers are needed. That's right, Mike. That's absolutely <laughs> correct. Uh, uh, Missouri has had that law for a number of years, and most other states also require headlights when uh, wipers are in use. Unfortunately, there's an awful lot of people that are totally oblivious to the need for having their headlights and taillights on when the wipers are in demand. Yeah. How can people kind of review the, things like this? I mean, you take a driver's test when we're 16, 17 years old, and 50 years later, we've never taken another test. Well, it's a good idea to, to do a checklist, uh, not only for yourself, but loved ones who have to be driving in this kind of thing. One, make sure that the vehicle that they're operating is in good, good repair, that the tires are properly, uh, uh, air, uh, the air pressure is proper, that they have a an inflatable spare and the necessary um, jack to, to change it, as well as, uh, you know, that uh, the, the battery is in good condition. And then they need to, to decide what happens in the, in the event of a breakdown. Mm -hmm. What do they have in the car to assist them uh, if they need to be in that car for a long period of time? A lot of people, for example, have to have medication. And if, if they're in a car sitting in a, a traffic for four or five hours, uh, they could be in a serious uh, medical condition. You're really saying plan for the worst case scenario. Absolutely. Yeah, it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Let's take a caller. Uh, Jim in Belleville wants to get into the discussion, so let's bring him in. Jim, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, hi. Having uh, grown up in Chicago where there's a lot more snowfall, uh, when we were taught to drive, you usually go out the first time there's a snow and you, you actually practice going into a slight fishtail and steering out of it. Uh, you know, you got to do it someplace safe. And uh, I think here there's so little snow uh, that drivers don't have an opportunity to do that. But another thing that happens down here is with the, all the bridge complexes, we don't really have, we didn't really have those up in Chicago because the bridges can get especially slick. Thanks for the call. You know, this is, I mentioned at the outset that a lot of people from out of town uh, complain about the way we drive here. But, you know, a lot of those people are coming from places like Chicago and Colorado, where to them it's almost second nature to, uh, to do this sort of thing. Okay, let's see. Uh, Emily writes on Twitter, what can be done about damage caused by vehicles by city plows, <laughs> caused to vehicles by city plows? Yep, it, it goes back to our CSB number, our customer service number. 622-4800. If uh, anytime you CSB for everything, essentially, if you get a pothole, use CSB. If you have a damage claim, and if it needs to be reported to CSB, everything starts off with the city with CSB. Yeah. Well, that's what you have to do. Okay, to start that way. We also have a listener named Teak on Twitter asking, "Can citizens legally plow residential streets on their own?" <laughs> would say uh, we wouldn't support that, but as long as you're doing a, a normal good job and not pushing snow out in the middle of one of our major streets, 
it's probably acceptable. Uh, and don't forget the sidewalks. <laughs> right. Let's uh, let's take another call. Dennis is calling us. He's actually calling us from Mexico, believe it or not. But let's hear what he has to say. Go ahead, Dennis. So uh, now, uh, for years, uh, a friend of mine and I, John, we, we used to talk about cities, where were uh, basically the streets in the city evolved before there was many cars as there are now. So uh, the we still have the uh, we have expectations that are un that you just can't you can't reach them. And uh, so, uh, as a retiree, I would suggest uh, retirees if you don't have to go out, stay home. And, and leave it to the people that have to be out there. And the second is when the snow comes, if you are somebody that's going to go out and get the half the shovel, go out about three hours in and get that first first little shot off of there and, and then go back later because it's easier rather than trying to shovel a foot of snow. And But the high expectations, uh, we are, uh, you know, we have immediate gratification. We have uh, remotes and we don't have the five-year-old kid that changes the channel anymore. So. <laughs> Dennis, so. thank you for the call, Dennis. He's calling from Mexico and giving us advice on snow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an easy one, Dennis, but thank you for the call. Uh, and uh, Malcolm and Florison writes, and this is something that I think a lot of people uh, take into consideration or don't take into consideration. A serious problem caused uh, because many people are driving SUVs, many with four-wheel drive. They think they're immune from any kind of a problem on the roadway and immune from the laws of physics. And even with a 12-wheel drive, ice is still ice. ice. Mm -hmm. That is a problem. You can't see around a lot of these uh, bigger SUVs. Well, it's, yeah, that is a problem, and a lot of the drivers of SUVs uh, think just because that they have four-wheel drive, they can go anywhere, but it doesn't help you stopping. True. <laughs> All right, leave it at that. Um, any final thoughts? We're going to wrap this up, but uh, Kent, do you have final thoughts or advice you can give our folks uh, as they wait for the next snow? I mean, as always, just, just be safe out there. Go slow. Uh, if it has anything to do with my, my snow plows, give them plenty of room. We probably can't see you. We're worried about five other things going on. And uh, just give us plenty of room and always drive safe out there. How, how closely do you work with MoDOT, by the way? Not that close. We, we have phone call conversations typically before storm, and, and that's about it. Yeah. And uh, Mike Wright, what's your final thought, uh, the advice and takeaway you want people to have from this? Well, uh, for those that are interested in learning more about winter driving, we have a, an excellent website. Uh, if you'll just go to a search engine and type in AAA Winter Driving, we've got videos as well as printed material out there that'll help you get through the winter. All right. We'll put a link to that website on ours at stlpublicradio.org. I want to thank you both so much for being with us and talking about this. It's, uh, you know, we make light of the fact uh, of the way people drive, but it's not a, it's not a laughing matter by any stretch of the imagination. Ken Flake, Mike Wright, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Have a safe weekend. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.